We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in this afternoon. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Brendan Ulrich sitting in for Bob Stoffer. The Oilers going off to Buffalo. The game tomorrow here on 630 Chet, 4 o'clock face-off show, and the action will start at 5.30. The Oilers have not made a trade today. They've uh, signed Brassois and Davidson to contract extensions, and they have picked up Adam Cracknell and Adam Party off waivers. Okay. Uh, by the way, the texter who just texted into six thirty six thirty, please sign Davidson. They have, don't worry. Person <laughs> probably just tuned in, so everything's uh, everything's good. Davidson's here for uh, for two more years. By the way, Rob Brown, you're our headliner today, presented by ATB Financial, ATB Alberta's Home Ice Advantage. Seriously, how about that? It's been a long time. I know there's pressure now. There was no pressure before. I just <laughs> another guy now. You had a headliner. Re- our Rob was our headliner on Friday too. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, I need my agent in here. I'm going to start renegotiating if I'm a headliner. You were a headliner when you played in Kalamazoo. Oh, I was a headliner there. But I'm telling you, it was it was the B track. So it wasn't like I was going to the A, the a concerts then. It was the B concerts. Uh, well, you had, we talked about that on Inside Sports. You had a you had a pretty good uh, pretty good year in Kalamazoo. You were traded, Rob Brown. Uh, how many times in the NHL? The, the Pittsburgh to Hartford one is is the one a lot of people remember. Uh, yeah, that one was, uh, I think it was on December 22nd, right before Christmas, I got traded for Scott Young. Uh, I, I said there was two trades that uh, solved the, the Pittsburgh Penguins' quest for the winning the Stanley Cup. One was a trade that got them Ronnie Francis and, and Ulf Samuelson. The other was getting rid of me. So, I mean, there you go. There's the two big trades. So I got traded that time. It was funny. I moved into Scott. I got traded for Scott Young and then moved into his house in Hartford. So it worked out very nice for me. And then the other tra- trade, I got traded from Hartford to Chicago. I think that one was in January. It was on the first day of an 18-day road trip for the Chicago Blackhawks where we went all over the country. And that one I got traded for Steve Conroy, a big defensive defenseman. All right. Found your way back to Pittsburgh later in your career. That was not a trade, though. No, that was a free agency. I went to camp, actually, with uh, just on a tryout and was fortunate enough to have a good camp and earn another couple of years in the National Hockey League. so And it's the, the appreciation factor that you heard Brandon Davidson who signed and appreciates every day he has in the NHL because he spent time in the minors. And that was the same for me. I had an NHL career, went down to the minors. You appreciate it more once you get back because you, you had to put that much more hard work into getting there. And the the the, the knowledge of what you had to go through to, to, to earn it again, uh, I think, keeps you very humble when you get back there. Yeah. Well, you are a very humble man to begin with. Well, thank you very much. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also text six thirty six thirty. Ryan in Pinocchio, he says, "Hey guys, great the Oilers won last night, but the same problems are still there, right? They always start winning at this time of year, and we as fans start going, oh gosh, can't wait until next year. You guys have to agree. Come summer, big changes need to be made. Uh, as for Yakupov, I'm tired of guys slamming him. He's a bust, but when your guy's on the third line, how is he going to make or break you winning a hockey game? The finger for me will always point at Hall, Nuge, and Everly, but the media always seems to give them a free pass. Uh, don't want to be negative, but boys, we've seen this scene here before. That is from Ryan in Pinoka. Well, first of all, I, I mean, winning's always better than losing, so they they finally snapped a seven-game winning streak. I mean, Ron, you and I said it after they beat Toronto um, 5-2. Uh, that and I think we kind of both believed it before that. The stuff that happens down the stretch 
I mean, sure, it's it's important. It'll give you more information about players. But we kind of know what this team is, and, mm-hmm. and we know what the weaknesses are. I mean, even if Jordan Osterley, and he's been sent down now, would have played lights out and got a point a game for the rest of the way, you know the team needs defensemen from outside the organization. To me, there's still kind of a lack of some uh, a third-line presence and some forechecking presence up front. I, I think for fans, obviously you want the team to win. It's, it's more fun to watch your team win. But I, I, I don't think Peter Shirelli is going to let the results either way d- disguise what he knows are the problems for the team. Well, a few things. Jordan Orsley coming up and playing well, that does open the eyes for the team because he's getting the opportunity now to play in the National Hockey League. So they will take everything that everyone that comes from the minors and plays and gets games, and they will take that into consideration this offseason and what they need, what they don't need, and can some guy in the minor come up and do it. And so, unfortunately, if he was to get a point a game the rest of the season, well, that would possibly change what they do in the summer because, oh, we got this Osterley kid. The guys that have been here all year long, what happens the remainder of the season, they're just watching character. That's all they're watching there because they've had an entire season to, to prove if this team could work, and it hasn't. Mm-hmm. The reason they're in the position they are is because the players that they've had all season were not good enough. So that's there. The, the, those players, they've, they've shown what they have skill-wise. And there, there's no surprises yet. So if someone that is, if Nelly Yakpov goes and scores seven goals in his next 15 games, well, he also saw the deficiencies in his game earlier in the season. So that's not going to change. The minor league kids could change. The coaches and the GM, the players that have been here all along, will not change it. Uh, as far as Nelly Yakupov and third line guys and don't change the outcome of the game, they do. And you take. Any player, you take his whole body work. You take what he does in the training room. You take what he does in the fitness room. You take what he does in practice. You take what he does in a game. And those things are all put together, and that's how you decide on what that player is and what he means to your organization. There's players on this team that are a bigger part of the winning and losing. Obviously, your best players on any team are a big part of the wins, and if things if they're not playing well, you usually lose. But a nail Yakupov, where fingers get pointed at him, it's not just... The fact that he doesn't score. It's it, that he cheats defensively. It's that he doesn't follow the game plan. He goes on his own thing. You talked about practice habits the other day. Those are all go into how they assess Anil Yakupov. And the management group here now and the coaching staff here now are not the people that draft Anil Yakupov. So moving a, a guy who went number one overall is much easier now than it would have been a year ago because you don't have that hanging over your head. Well, you just gave away a, a number one pick. What if he turns out to be a player? Well, I didn't make him the number one pick. Now, having said that, we don't know if he's going elsewhere, but Neil Yakpov has an opportunity over the next little while to prove that he is a better hockey player than he's shown over the last two and a half years. All right, uh, 780-496-0063. Some text to get to as well, but I do want to remind you, some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Mark texting in, he says, Guys, looks like it's Flames 2, Oilers nothing. First, we lose out on D. The Flames get Dougie Hamilton, and the Oilers overpay for Reinhardt. Then look at what they got for Russell compared to Schultz. We got nothing back again. That is for Mark. Well, first of all, <laughs> there's no comparison between Chris Russell and, and, and Justin Schultz. Um, the Reinhardt thing, absolutely. We're, we're, we're going to be evaluating that for the next few years. I, I totally understand why it's being criticized. The Dougie Hamilton thing, I, I mean, it, it was Shirelli's former team, 
and they were simply asking for more than Shirelli was willing to give up. I guess if you disagree with that as a fan, if you were willing to trade Nurse and some picks for Hamilton, then you're not gonna you're not gonna like the move. If you're an Oilers fan that thought you need to hang on to Nurse and that was an overpayment for Hamilton, then you agree with what Shirelli did. And then you wonder how well did it work out for the Calgary Flames with Dougie Hamilton. I mean, they went backwards this year. They're not near as good a team, and they're a seller here at the the, the, the deadline. Now, I agree. I, I think Hamilton could become a very good defenseman for the Calgary Flames, and that's good. But comparing what the Oilers got for Justin Schultz and what the Flames got for Chris Russell, I mean, that's like saying, well, the Oilers just traded... Uh, Pacarena and only got this, and the Calgary Flames traded Johnny Goudreau. Well, you're going to get more for a better player, and Chris Russell is a much, much better hockey player than Justin Schultz. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Again, the Oilers news today: extensions for Davidson and Brossois. You're going to hear from both those men. Adam Party and Adam Cracknell claimed off waivers. The Oilers have not made a trade today. The deadline is 18 minutes away. We have Tony on the line. Tony, thanks for calling. Hi, I'll just make a quick uh, about Jordan Everly. I heard him on an interview last week, and he was talking about the coach. I guess the coach is talking about how bad the team was playing and stuff. You know, obviously disparaging remarks. And I guess he said, oh, the coach shouldn't be talking like that. It's bad for the team. Like, I don't know where that guy's coming from. Uh, I don't remember that clip specifically, Tony. I I had one where I I asked both McClellan and... and, um, Everly separately about sort of a hesitation in their game and a lot of the passes not clicking. And McClellan said, yes, that's a problem. And Everly kind of said, no, I still think we're getting a lot of chances. I don't know if that's the one you're referring to. No, the, the, the one I'm referring to, he was saying, just about the coach was saying his remarks and saying it's, it looks bad on the team, it looks bad on us. Like, you know, like obviously you know, there, there's precedence where he, why he's saying that. And I can't believe a player of that stature would say something like oh, that. Oh, okay, like, I do remember what you're saying. Coach. Well, I mean, I, I don't think he was disagreeing with McClellan, though. I think he was saying if our boss says publicly that you're not doing well, then, yeah, that's a little embarrassing. Yeah, but he says he shouldn't be doing that. Like, come on now. No, he never he said should. that, Tony. He never, he, okay, never said, he never said McClellan. He never said McClellan shouldn't talk about us. I, okay, I, I don't think mistake. that's what he said. My well, mistake. I can I'm even sorry. try and find the clip here because I played it on Inside Sports. Right on, man. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard... Uh, I mean, if anyone's met Jordan, Jordan's a, a good person and a good professional, and he here understands. It here. here it is, right here. Let's get clarity. We'll play, the, uh, we'll play the actual clip from February 24th. What was that, Wednesday? Sure. Uh, I mean, it's obviously degrading. You never want to hear your head coach say that. Um, and, you know, even the GM's comments before that, I mean, that, that reflects on our team. So, um, you know, as a group, we got to, you know, pick ourselves up here. Um, nice thing about hockey is you get a chance to, to play tomorrow. We don't have to wait a week like football. So, you know, obviously we need to show that we're um, capable of being the team we can be and, and, and uh, you know, play with some pride and passion tomorrow. Okay, that that's the one I have where he responded to being criticized publicly by his and coach. He more or less said, "Yeah, they're right. We are bad. We better be better." All right, so we're keeping an eye on the trade tracker. Of course, often what happens is there are trades announced after one o'clock because mm-hmm. uh, they can be, you know, they got to file them with the NHL, make the trade call, as they say. Do they still fax people? Do they still? I don't think they fax in the trades anymore. Don't they? I, I see. I still use a fax machine. Do they use them at the National Hockey League? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird though. They have to have a fax because there's been trades in the past that have been disallowed because it had ha- come too late. 
when you think you should just be able to say they got 19 phones there. Yeah, we just made a trade with Arizona. This guy's going for that guy. All right, that's good. Get us the paperwork afterwards. We know it's done, but that's not the way it works, unfortunately. And But you are right. There's 15 minutes left till the deadline, but there's usually... 35 to 40 minutes left where we hear trades. Yeah, so uh, the deadline coming up in 15 minutes. What we're going to do here is uh, we'll take a quick timeout. We will come back with Laurent Brassois, Oilers goaltender, now the number two man behind Cam Talbot. This is Oilers Now on 630 Chet. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. All right, thanks for tuning in. I am not Bob Stoffer. I am Reed Wilkins. Much, much better looking version, right? And you are? Uh, who's, who's, is anyone usually on with Bob? Does he have any partners? Well, Brendan Ulrich, but he's here, he's so here you too. have to be Rob Brown. So that, oh, I'm the headliner. I forgot. I'm the yes, headliner. you are the headliner. Nice. Hey, hockey fans, New West Travel and Transat Holidays have teamed up to bring you a great selection of special travel packages for destination weddings, honeymoons, sports packages, river cruises, golf getaways, and for the outstanding employees and salespeople in your company. New West Travel can design specific meeting and incentive reward packages to a variety of destinations around the world that will meet your budget. Plus, they all include parking at Edmonton International Airport Value Park. For more information, call the friendly staff at New West Travel or go online to newwesttravel.com. All right, so... We want to get to uh, Laurent Brassois, Oilers goaltender, new two-year extension worth $1.5 million, so seven fifty dollars a year. Here is that conversation. Well, Laurent, obviously it's got to be exciting for you, two-year, one-way deal. Yeah, no, it was uh, something I was really pushing for, and uh, just to get that, that one way really secures uh, the fact that I'll get plenty of opportunity over the next two years, and, and that's that's all uh, I, I'm looking for, really. Sometimes you look for a structure of deal, and you look at Philip Grubauer with Washington, and he's got the identical numbers that you do, and it's kind of interesting how that worked out. Yeah, no, he was definitely a, a comparable that we used, um, and, I, and I'm more than flattered to be compared to, to him, but uh, I'll be looking forward. You're now part of one of the greatest uh, trivia questions of all time. Name the only goaltender to uh, have played for the Alberta Golden Bears against uh, the World Junior Team, uh, the Oklahoma City Bears, the Bakersfield Condors, and the Edmonton Oilers. So there you go. That's, uh, but with all seriousness, how important was spending time in the ECHL and uh, and minors to getting to this point? And, and who specifically helped you the most? Um, I mean, it's been such a long process. I don't think I can just name one person. Um, but goalie coaches along the way, Sly Rodrigue, uh, Dustin Schwartz, whether it was in the minors or even before that in juniors, um, they've been a huge help to the technical and mental side of my game for sure. Um, but like you said, going down even to the East Coast uh, meant that I'd get 40-plus games. Uh, you know, at the time, uh, you're a little bit bitter about not getting uh, to the league that you, you think that you can be um, playing in. But at the same time, I've learned uh, coming this far that it's, it's all about playing games consistently. And it's a bridge contract, and you take that bridge to where your career goes from this point forward, doesn't it? Exactly. Um, I was very, very happy to get uh, the contract that I did. Uh, it sets up a lot of opportunity for me to play um, and set me up for, for a nice future, hopefully here. All right, words. Great stuff. Thank you for time. All right, that's Bob Stoffer talking to Laurent Brassois. Just two NHL starts. They've both been very good. He will turn 23 on March 23rd. I mean, look, we don't know, but we can speculate that the goaltending tandem next year is uh, Talbot and uh, 
and Brossois, I mean, clearly it's going to be Talbot, yes. <laughs> given the contract uh, he got and that Shirelli went out and, and got him in the summer. Uh, you know, not a, this is not a guy, thankfully, who has been rushed into the NHL, and he touched on it. I, even, I went to the ECHL. I played half the season there. I mean, he's he's been putting in his time, and he'll get some starts here down the stretch. And it's funny, both players that got signed today, we talked earlier about Davidson, the same thing. They put their time in in the minors. They honed their craft. They didn't get thrown into the fire and all right here you go let's do it let's see see what you can do oh no it's you're not ready yet oh no you're gonna have to suffer through it and lose confidence especially a goaltender you you don't want him to lose confidence and they allowed him to gain confidence in the echl then he went up to the american hockey league he played a ton of games so now that when he's up here he's prepared he's mentally ready to, for the challenge of playing in the national hockey league it's the next step in his progression as a backup goaltender and hopefully one day turning into the starting goaltender for for this organization so and the funny thing and i was just thinking that as i was listening to that him talk both players just signed contracts today on a start of a road trip which means there will be a dinner on the way on, out of town <laughs> where those two guys will be buying dinner for everyone else on the team. A terrible time to sign right before a long road trip. Well, see, that's why we love having you on, Rob Brown. You know all those little <laughs> player inside uh, inside information. So the, the, the new guys will be paying, or the new contract guys will be paying for the uh, for the meal tonight. Bob mentioned, and Bob asked his trivia question last night. Pretty cool. Who's played for the Bakersfield Condors, the Oklahoma City Barons, and the U of A Golden Bears? Brassois was the Bears goalie when he was in the Team Canada Junior Camp because they had four goalies, so the Canada goalies played for both teams. Brassois has also played for the same team in two different leagues because he was a Bakersfield Condor in the ECHL, and then he was a Bakersfield Condor when the team was in the AHL. Maybe I'll use that trivia question well, later this year. You know what? That's, that's not that tough. I did that. I played for the Chicago Wolves in the International Hockey League, and then the following year I played for the Chicago Wolves in the American Hockey League. Because the IHL folded. The IHL folded, and certain teams from the IHL moved on into the American Hockey League, and the Chicago Wolves were one of them. So there you go. All right. You can text us at 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. A couple people saying with the Pouliot injury, who is next on the McDavid line? Well, I, we've we've said it a lot ever since. Well, as soon as he got hurt, we're like, oh, here's Jack's chance. And it, it'll be Nelly Yakupov. He's going to get a chance to uh, to prove his worth as a top six forward. Uh, and he's got no better opportunity than play with two of the hottest players. Well, the, the two hottest players the others have in Connor McDavid and, and Jordan Eberle. We'll see how he fits in there. But he's going to get the chance that he's been waiting for. Now it's up to him to go out and, and grab that opportunity and run with it. Darren texting in, hey, Reed, is Griba a free agent? Yes, Eric Griba is an unrestricted free agent in the offseason. Uh, I, I mean, whenever a guy's a UFA, speculation that he might be traded. I think Griba has done his job here. Um, I mean, he's a he's the, a bottom-pairing guy who can help kill penalties and block shots and be physical. He's not the most mobile guy in the world. He probably takes too many uh, penalties could he get another one-year deal from Shirelli since it was Shirelli who went out and got him? I think that is quite possible. And, I don't know if it'll happen soon. And, and you know, well, they, what they'll do is see what else they can get out there before they make that decision. But you know better than I would of what kind of person he is. Because when you start looking at your bottom two or three forwards and your, and your bottom six, seven defensemen, you want strong, strong, team-orientated character players. Those are the guys that you want in those positions, guys that are not going to complain. They're raw, raw guys. They're very uh, good dressing room people. 
And if he fits the bill, then he's a guy that you want in there because it's not a guy that's going to play as many minutes, and you want a guy that when he's not in the lineup because of numbers, he's also the guy that's working the hardest in practice to make sure he's ready for his next opportunity. The trade deadline is five minutes away. Brendan, has anything happened in the last few minutes here? No. Nothing still has, a lot of... Nothing has come across. Still a few names out there. Ham Hughes, uh, I would say Erickson. We'll see what happens with Boston decides to do there. Um, also, Redeem Verbata. So there are some names out there. We'll see if any last-minute deals come to place. Now, are there not reports that Ham Hughes used his no-trade um, right to say, I don't want to go to Boston? Is yeah, that, he has, a, he has a full, a full no-move clause. So, so he has to approve He anything. doesn't think Boston is a contender. And it sounds like Chicago has made a call, Elliot Freeman pointing out there, to Vancouver for a last-ditch uh, effort here on Ham Hughes. So we'll see what happens. It's funny, just looking up at the screen up there, the TSN, there are more people sitting at the desk talking about the trades, and there have been players <laughs> traded today. <laughs> Well, we almost have more in 630 Chet if we count Morley and Dave helping. I think Halsey's actually still around somewhere. He, he was Probably When I walked in, he was he was walking around checking things out. He's waiting for his turn to talk. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Rocket Richard might get traded today. So we'll, keep, we'll, ask, we'll ask Halsey about, about that one. Well, Ouch, that's, just, a, just that is a, that's ageism right there. You are an ageist. Wow. Well, no, I don't know if I'm an ageist. I just, I'm just... I just like making jokes about Halsey. That's all. Uh, should we do NHL today here, Brendan? Or have I missed that already? I never fill it on this show anymore. Let's do it. Is, does it have a sponsor? Yes, oh, you Kentwood do it. Ford. Okay, you do it. NHL Today brought to you by Kentwood Ford. There's six games on tap around the NHL tonight. Columbus at New York to battle the Rangers. Uh, Eric Stahl making his Rangers debut tonight. How about Columbus? 9-2-3 in their last 14. They're slowly climbing up the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, the Flames are in Philadelphia. The Flyers are three points back of the Pens for the final wildcard spot. Jakob Voracek uh, may miss his second straight game for the Flyers' lower body injury. Pittsburgh home to Arizona. It doesn't sound like uh, Justin Schultz will make his debut tonight. We'll wait and see on that. Uh, the Coyotes are 0-4 so far on their five-game road trip. Tampa Bay at Toronto. Tampa has won six in a row. Steven Stamkos scoring in all six of those games. Uh, excitement tonight for Toronto. William Nylander will make his NHL debut for the Leafs. And uh, the two players they got from Washington, Connor Carrick and Brooks, like both in the Leafs lineup tonight. Dallas home to Detroit. The Stars 1-4-1 in their last six. Of course, they acquired Chris Russell earlier today. The Red Wings hold down the top wildcard spot in the East. San Jose home to Montreal. Some excitement for the Habs today as Carey Price uh, was out on the ice in full equipment taking in practice so we'll see if he uh, gets back out there before the year is through and uh, I guess we should update the Condors quickly. They lost uh, both their games this weekend, 4-3 to San Jose on Friday. Pitlick, Simpson, and Klinkhammer scoring there. 4-3 loss to San Antonio on Saturday. Klinkhammer, Miller, McRae scoring those goals. Uh, the Oil Kings right now taking on Victoria at Rexall Place. 6-1 Victoria in the second period. Tough, yeah. tough day for the Oil Kings. And uh, the Oil Kings did lose 8-4 in Lethbridge on Saturday. They beat Kootenay 6-2 on Friday. And, uh, Reed, what's going on with the Golden Bears? Back They're going in the to Nationals again. again. They're going to Nationals uh, again in Halifax. They beat Mount Royal 7-1 Friday, 5-3 Saturday. First, the Canada West final in Saskatoon against the University of Saskatchewan Huskies. I am picking the Bears to win on the road. Okay, seriously, you, you just announced they're going back to the Nationals and we don't get any, any animal noises? Like, seriously. Well, we'll make somebody make a bear noise. Uh, tell you what. Uh, well, <laughs> Have we had to listen to roosters? And- <laughs> 
we go. We're we're up and at them. <laughs> That's the official countdown. One minute left till the deadline. All right. Uh, we will have the latest trades for you when we get back. You'll also hear from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. 